Blog Talk Radio. God afternoon. I'm your host, Minister Myrene Wise, and welcome to the Love Gospel Hour. If you enjoy gospel music and an inspirational word, you come to the right place now. Let's get your praise on. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us for our trespasses. And please forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. He told me so, that's why when it gets ugly, he hugs me cause he knows me, yo, you gotta let go and let God, sometimes from the get-go you go hard, it's like the darker it gets, the brighter my life will shine, so regardless I'm loving this life of mine, and with the Lord by my side, it don't matter what the car look like, just let me in cause I was going for the ride, man. Yeah. Ain't got to sit to believe it I just know you gave me the words That I really needed So I pray for my enemy yeah. I pray for my family yeah. My friends yeah. My loved ones yeah. And those who pretend to be Sacrifice your son Just to give me a chance So I thank you for the plan thank you. I thank you for your hand thank you. Shepherd, Shepherd Watching over your flock and sheep But I'm good Cause you watch in the dark When I'm sleeping
Jesus loves me, and so does he love you as well. The Lord detests the ways of the wicked, but he loves those who pursue righteousness. Hallelujah. Thank God. So all I want to do is I want to love him, and I want more of God. I want God All I ever wanted was God And I don't want to give Him second best I want God All I ever wanted was God Yeah, yeah I want God all I ever All I ever wanted was God. I don't want to give him back. Don't want to give him my second best. I want God. See, I want to live like him. Treat everybody right. And I want to look like him. Precious in his sight Help me to love, love, forgive
Oh! 
However, this Jonah experience is, in my humble opinion, is also for the lay person, the person where God whispered in their ears to do something, to go somewhere, that person where God has come to them in the middle of the night to get up and act on something, just the regular people, the me's and the you's of the world. So often God will prick our hearts to act. We know it's God pricking our hearts, but it's something we don't really want to do. Someone we don't really want to engage. Someplace we really don't want to go. We're like Jonah. Him to go to Nineveh and to preach against it because God had gotten tired of their wickedness, and Jonah did not want to go. Jonah knew God was a loving and forgiving God, and if 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 Jonah had a preached, they probably would have pre- uh, repented, and God would have forgiven them. And he didn't want that. That's the last thing he wanted was to see this bunch of Gentiles get in on the kingdom blessings by repenting of their sins. How many of you have not gone and shared Jesus with somebody because you don't like them and you don't want them in heaven with you? Well, Jonah ran. He paid a boat fare. The destination is the farthest point known in the world at that time in the opposite direction from Nineveh. While Nineveh was east, he decided to go west. Jonah was trying to hide from the presence of the Lord. He obviously forgot about Psalms 139, which says, Is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit? To be out of your sight? God, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I flew on morning's wings to the far western horizon, you'd find me in a minute. You're already there waiting. Then I said to myself, Oh, He even sees me in the dark. At night, I'm immersed in the light. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. Night and day, darkness and light, they're all the same to you. This passage, in essence, is saying you can run, but you cannot hide from the Lord. This morning, I want to expose three things that running from the presence of God can cause. First, Running from the presence of God can cause storms in your life. Have you ever tried to run from the will of God in your life, even though you knew that you could do exactly what God is asking of you? Jonah knew he could do exactly what God told him. He just didn't want to do it. The scripture says that as a result of Jonah running from the presence of the Lord, that the Lord threw a great wind unto the sea, and such a great storm arose on the sea that the ship threatened to break apart. Storms will come into our lives as Christians in the form of a tragedy or a hardship. It might be a medical issue, a marital problem. It could be a legal issue. These storms truly feel as though our lives are about to be broken up, just like that ship. What I noticed about this storm that God caused on the sea was that Jonah was not the only one affected by it. These storms that we bring on ourselves through disobedience very rarely affect just us. You see, when God sends a storm into your surroundings because of your disobedience, you're affected, your neighbors are affected, your church, your children, your spouse are all affected, your your boss, your customers. So who was affected by Jonah's sin, Jonah's disobedience? 
Jonah, of course, the sailors were affected, the Ninevites were affected, and any and all other ships on the Mediterranean Sea were affected because they had no clue for why there was a great storm on the sea. These sailors who were affected by Jonah's disobedience were trying to figure out why the storm was raging so badly. So they cast lots to see who might be the cause, and without coincidence, the lot fell on Jonah. At this point, Jonah confesses and asks the sailors to throw him overboard. My question to you is, he knew he was the problem. Why didn't he just jump? That's another sermon. Jonah was thrown from what he had considered his safety spot. He just knew that once he boarded that boat, all would be well. Well, no. God knew exactly where he was, and he sent a storm so that Jonah knew that God knew exactly where he was. You know, also I want you to notice that in the middle of a storm, those also affected by the storm seem to work harder to calm the effects of the storm than the one that is actually supposed to be affected. Notice how the sailors are trying very hard to control the boat while Jonah sleeps. Even after he wakes and he confesses and asks those sailors to throw him overboard, those sailors, not wanting his blood on their hands, still try very hard to control the boat to no avail. When God is trying to get your attention, others will not be able to calm the storm to control the ship. Only God can cause the sea to calm. So running from the presence of God can cause storms to pop up in your life. Second, running from God can cause you to sink to your lowest point of your life. As a result of Jonah running and being thrown overboard as an effort to calm the storm, he now was headed to the lowest point of his life. He would wind up in the belly of a big fish at the bottom of the sea. See, God will do whatever it takes to get your attention, to convince you to do what he's asked you to do. Jonah thought he had run from God, but in fact, God met him exactly where he was. You can run, but you just cannot hide. Jonah, when thrown from the boat, was descending to his lowest point. He was at that depression state. Only God could save him. When you attempt to run from God, from God's direction, from God's guidance, things just will not go right for you. Have you ever felt as though your life had been turned upside down, like the world was just consuming you, much like the big fish that consumed Jonah? You truly felt all swallowed up. You felt all alone. You felt in the dark a feeling of no return, a feeling of certain death. When life has dealt me those cards, I tried really hard to think of what God is trying to teach me. I always pray, God, God, what is it I'm supposed to be doing? Lord, teach me quick so I can overcome this situation. I so often feel as though I'm in being punished for something. But in my study, I find that Jonah's storm, Jonah's big fish adventure was perhaps an intervention of God and not a punishment from God. Interventions is for people in trouble and don't realize it. Uh, Or perhaps they realize it, but they have no clue how to get out of what they've gotten themselves into. Or for the person that don't want to stop that habit or, or that addiction. 
interventions are for people who are running in the opposite way of God, in the opposite way of God's will for their life. Your storm, your fish belly experience could very well be an intervention of God. Not only can running from the presence of God cause storms to pop up in your life and cause you to see the lowest point. Lastly, running from the presence of God will cause you to pray. When you get to these low places in your life, all you can do, all you should do is pray. Jonah prayed when he got to his lowest point. It's funny how we will wait to pray when it seems as though the bottom has fallen out. We very rarely pray before getting into our storms or getting into our depressed state. Lots of people say they don't have time to pray. Well, we all seem to find time to pray when we hit rock bottom. When trouble grinds your life to a halt, when you become desperate to figure out what to do, suddenly you find time to pray. When you get sick or hurt and you don't know when you're going to get better or you stub your big toe, you find time to pray. When the results of your disobedience feels a whole lot like punishment, suddenly you find time to talk to the Lord. When the devil whispers that you've gone too far, that you have no hope, that you might as well give up and get over it, then it's time to look up in prayer to God. Listen, when you hit rock bottom, it's not time to wallow in self-pity. The wonderful truth is even when you've hit rock bottom, God still hears your prayers. When you hit rock bottom, it's time to look up to the only somebody that can pull you up. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. The Lord would have answered Jonah before he became so distressed. Because God hears our prayers at all times. Psalms 116 and 1 says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my supplications. God hears us because he wants to rescue us, rescue us from the pit of sin, rescue us from the miry clays of our life, rescue us from the lowest levels that we find ourselves in. In fact, you cannot sink low enough. You cannot be too depressed. There's no situation in life he cannot save you from. If you will just trust him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. The most important thing you need to remember when you hit rock bottom is not how far you or how impossible your situation seems. The most important thing to remember is who can rescue you from the bottom. When you make the decision to run from God, you will find yourself in a storm headed to the bottom. The bottom may fall out for you financially or emotionally or spiritually. The important thing to know is how to be lifted up out of the storm, how to be lifted up out of the belly of the fish, how to be lifted up out of whatever has swallowed you up, how to be lifted up out of your depression, how to be lifted up from the bottom. There's an old hymn that says it this way. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. 
very deeply stained within, thinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me now safe. Am I? Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Look at Jonah. He is completely and utterly helpless to save himself. God must save him. That is the same for you and me. We are completely and utterly helpless to save ourselves. God must save us. And like Jonah, we must pray and ask God to save us. When you have tried everything in your arsenal of things to try, try crying out to the Lord. Jonah cried out in a prayer and turned to and trusted in the master of the sea to save and to deliver him. Do you need help getting out of your storm, raising up out of your depressed state, from being lifted out of your belly? Why not call out to the Lord and let him lift you up? Maybe maybe you've messed up and you're saying, there's no hope for me. God does give second and third and fourth and lots of chances, praise God. You can't get away from God. You shouldn't want to. There's no place you can go where the Lord is not there. To me, it's reassuring to know that wherever I go, wherever I face in life, God is with me. God is truly waiting for us to ask him for his help, for his salvation. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Jesus will come in. All you have to do is open the door. Romans 10, 9, 10, 9 through 11 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. There's absolutely no shame in calling on the Lord, even when you're at your lowest point, even when dealing with the storms in your life, even when you're attempting to run from the presence of the Lord. Just call on him. He will hear you and answer your prayer. He's just standing close by, waiting to hear from you. So don't try to run from God. Instead, run to him. Thank you, and may God bless you.
So why don't you just run to the Lord? That was a beautiful message, uh, message Minister uh, Alan Griffin, and uh, a beautiful, lovely song you sang. I thank God for that. Uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to a couple of people. Uh, there's my best friend from childhood, Kim. She's on the line with us today. And there is my sister-in-love, the uh, other guest minister, this Trudy, Reverend Trudy Huff. She's on the line. And my brother, Keith, he's on the line. And we want to give a shout-out to, uh, who is this? Oh, Doris. And that's all. Well, that was a mighty word of God from Benji Allen, and we ask, Lord, that you would just continue to bless her with her presence and her, her messages, because they have truly blessed my soul. So now, let's go to, he is safe in our arms. One moment. Well, the devil is a liar. He's trying to hinder us from playing this song, but it is going to go on in the name of Jesus. Let's play this safe in his arms. When the storm comes 
dance. I want to rejoice in the Lord, and I will be joyful in my God because he is my Savior. Hallelujah. Let's thank God for another day that we have had. True love I never knew till he you.
Have a wonderful day, dear.
Have a blessed day. See you next week. Bye-bye.